It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The MLB All-Star Game just happened, which means the first thing on everyone's mind is will Shohei Otani be traded? Also, Cade Cunningham wants the high expectations that are placed on him. And if the Saints miss Alvin Kamara, they won't miss a beat. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Anytime there's a big baseball story like, you know, the Summer Classic, Shohei Otani is taking center stage. He has become the biggest attraction in baseball, which means... We're going to talk about his future because that is all anyone wants to talk about outside of Angels fans, of course, um, and Shohei Otani being an incredible player, by the way. Let's not let that get lost in all of this. But he he gave a quote to The Athletic earlier this week about his impending free agency, said it sucks to lose, which some people were taking as a, hey, uh, Angels, you got to figure this out and quick, fast, and in a hurry so John Frisch from Locked On Angels joins me now. And, and John, I hate to do this to you because the Angels season has not, not been as bad as it has been in seasons past. But what is the point at which the Angels say, look, we don't think we can pay him $500 million. So we have to figure out what's next for us. Yeah, you look at where they're sitting in the standings. They're seven games back of first place. They're four games out of a wild card. They'd have to go 41 and 26 to get to 90 wins. That's kind of the the number that we've been aiming for. Just because, yeah, I know. And and 90 wins kind of gives you a spot in one of those three wild card positions. Uh, But, you know, there's 71 games left. If you want to flip it around and look at it that way, you got to play all 162, man. And and I think that when the Angels uh, come back from the break, they desperately needed this break. They were falling apart there toward the end and as they come back they'll get brandon drury and zach netto and mike trout and rendon logan ohapi at some point in august hopefully uh peter can i be a little facetious for a moment sure uh regarding shohei's hate to lose comment i mean all players hate to lose but you mean to tell me that we surrounded shohei with the best players in the american league and they still lost on Tuesday night? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> See, so there you go. You, you just you can't win for trying if you're Shohei Otani at this exactly. point. Put, put the best team you could possibly put around him, and they still can't win. Um, so this could also portend um, the biggest bidding war in history. Look, forget mm-hmm. the free agency. If he does become available in a trade, that that raises the question, like, how do you even try and build in a price that makes sense if you're the Angels? Yeah, I mean, you think about everybody likes to compare this to the Juan Soto deal that the Nationals made with the Padres last year. And people say, well, he had a lot more years on his contract. Well, with Shohei Otani, you're getting two players. You're getting an ace of your staff. Maybe he slots in as a number two behind somebody who's already the ace of a staff. And then you're getting a left-handed 
DH who might very well break the American League home run record when all is said and done and outpace Aaron Judge because uh, he's sitting at 32 right now and there's a lot of season left. So to me, I think the package for an Otani deal still could net the Angels some players. Can I, can I tell you my ideal scenario? If, if, if things go poorly for the Angels right up until the All-Star break, you trade him away and you re-sign him in the offseason and, and you let him know that, hey, this is something we got to do. It's business. It's not personal. My only concern there is, do you want to be the ones to trade away Otani and and make him uncomfortable in another environment where, you know, he's got it pretty cushy in in Anaheim when it comes to media, when it comes to his routine and his schedule and the Angels letting him manage himself because he knows his body best. He knows his skill set best. And I think that you kind of risk that with moving Otani. I mean, my fan heart says, let's let's keep pushing. Let's keep grinding. Add the players you need to add before the deadline. Get back out there and make these uh, 71 games count because four games out of a wild card spot doesn't seem impossible. The Texas Rangers sitting in first place in the AL, they had kind of a skid coming into the All-Star break. So I, like I said before, you got to play all 162. There's 71 games left. My fan heart says, push your chips in, baby. Let's go. Stay up to date all year on the LA Angels by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Angels on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, why Cade Cunningham is ready for the challenge. Before we get to that, the NBA is instituting two new rule changes next season. The summer heat is settled in and you want a pair of shorts that impress while feeling great. That's where Bird Dogs comes in. Bird Dogs make you look good. They're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, even if you're not sculpted. They fit like a dream. Bird Dogs invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You can seriously go from the couch to the golf course to a night out all with the same pair of Bird Dogs on. I know I've done it. These are the most comfortable pair of shorts I've ever owned. In fact, I now own one, two, three, at least four pair of them. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on or promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The NBA's Board of Governors approved two rule changes that will go into effect next season. A second coach's challenge if the first one is successful and maybe more importantly, an in-game flopping penalty. Both rule changes have been unanimously recommended to the Board of Governors by the league's competition committee. 
Coaches having access to a second challenge has been widely requested. Now, if a team gets a challenge correct earlier in a game, they'll have a chance for a second one later in the contest. This follows with a rule like in the NFL, where if you get to right, you get another one. The catch is they will not get a timeout back for the second challenge, even if it's successful. Meanwhile, flopping will be costly. When a referee calls a flop, there will be a non-unsportsmanlike technical foul called on the offending player's team, and the opposing team will get a free throw. Referees also won't have to stop play to call a flop, as they can wait until the next stop in live action if needed to make the call. The National League snapped a nine-year losing streak to the American League in the MLB All-Star Game last night. Colorado Rockies catcher Elias Diaz hit the go-ahead two-run jack in the eighth inning to give the NL the lead for good. Rock on Rockies fans, I hope you can hear me, but behind me right over there, your National League MVP in the All-Star Game, Elias Diaz, let's go Rocks! Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Craig Kimbrell worked around two walks in the ninth to nail down the win. Seattle Mariners outfielder Julio Rodriguez, the hometown hero, had a chance to win it in the ninth, but instead drew a walk. The AL still leads the all-time series 47-42. The Major League Baseball Players Association would like the league to soften the pitch timer rule as the 2023 season approaches the playoffs, but Commissioner Rob Manfred is leaning toward keeping the current one in place. MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark said Tuesday before the All-Star Game, I don't think there are too many folks that want to have a new rule affect the game in a pennant chase or in the playoffs. When asked about Clark's statement, Manfred responded by saying, we are comfortable with the way the clock and the violations, particularly late in the game, in high leverage situations, have been managed. I personally think the clock has been nothing but good and don't see a need to change it. Speaking of the commissioner, Rob Madfriend said that the Oakland A's have begun to submit information related to their relocation application, which is a lot of words to saying they're going. About a month ago, the Nevada legislature approved a $380 million bill that would help fund a proposed 30,000 seat, $1.5 billion with a B, retractable roof ballpark on the Tropicana Hotel site along the Vegas Strip. The A's hope that, get this, the stadium will be ready by 2028. The release at the Oakland Coliseum expires after the 2024 season, and their interim home has yet to be decided. I'm not great at math, but there's a couple years in there where they don't have a place to play. The situation continues to just be ridiculous, as avenues still exist where the A's may stay in Oakland. Keep it tuned in to Locked on A's every day as this saga unfolds. Here is another story you need to know. Pistons guard Cade Cunningham has some extreme pressure on him as a top draft pick, regardless of the fact that he plays for the Detroit Pistons. Locked on Pistons host Kuka Hill was joined by Cade's brother, Cannon, who gave some insight into how Cade deals with the expectations. You mentioned that not only, you know, some of the players, but the fan base is obviously getting sick of losing. Like, they don't want to lose no more. They want to win. Um, but... For me, it's like, and I want to get get your perspective on it. Someone who's close with Cade is obviously we all like. I think Cade is going to be a future MVP. I think he has that type of two way ability. I think he can run an offense. I think he can be a powerhouse a powerhouse offense in and of himself. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. But he's only twenty one, twenty two years old. He's coming off an injury. How do you balance 
as as someone close with Cade and someone who works with Cade, how do you think Cade balances the the obvious expectations and want of I want to be an all star, I want to be an MVP, I want to get this team to the playoffs, I want to get to the championship. Balancing that with like realistic expectations of okay, we got a long way to go. I'm young. I still have a long, you know, I have a long career in front of me. I'm trying to get better at this, that, and the other. How do you balance both of those? Because you do want to have high goals for yourself. You do want to see the team win a lot of games. I think you were on, um, was it Woodward Pistons? You and Aston were on there. And they asked you guys about um, what you expect from the team next year. How many, like, how many games they're going to win? Do you expect playoffs, et cetera? Just how do you, how do you feel you balance both those the expectations for yourself and wanting to achieve high things while also not putting too much on yourself. I think if there is a way to balance it, Kay will figure it out. Uh, I mean, I, I've never been the face of the franchise. Right. You know, so I can't really advise on everything, but um, I saw something pretty interesting maybe a couple of weeks ago on Twitter that basically some stat guy figured out that you can't win a championship unless you have a top three player in the league. Right. And so, you know, it's easy for, for me and our fan base to get swept up in all this team building stuff and what should Troy do and, you know, I would have done this differently or whatever. But until, you know, I don't, I don't see a way that we can be a real threat in the East until our big three is better than other teams' big threes. And we're not just, you know, a young core anymore. Right. We're a real big three or we're a real – dynamic duo or whoever's around, I don't know. But until our guys are actually legitimately better than other teams, guys, you know, these these uh, role players and interchangeable pieces that, you know, shift a, a roster year to year aren't really all that important in the grand scheme of things, you know. So I think Kate understands that it ultimately is going to ride on his shoulders, you know, how, how far this team can go. Um. But I, I also think he understands that, you know, we're not in a position to to make a deep run right now. So I don't think he has unrealistic expectations for himself, but he knows that it's going to fall on his shoulders eventually. So I love hearing that because I my expectations for Cade this year is I, I'd like to see him. I think he could win most improved player of the year. I think he could be a borderline all-star this year because the thing that I – the thing the reason why I asked that question is because – as someone who's obviously not in the NBA, but loves basketball and obviously analyzes basketball and watches Kate all the time is, and, and wants the Pistons to succeed, is that I, I want to put expectations on Cade, but I don't, want to put expe- I don't want the fan base or anyone to put expectations on Cade. They're just unrealistic and really unfair. Because, for example, one of the main... Yeah, compa- he, that's, I Go think ahead. that's part of being the number one pick. Right, right. Uh, I actually asked him in our in our pre-draft uh, time together, do you want to go first? And, I mean, like, it's, it's a no-brainer. Of course, we don't want to be the number one pick. But there was a lot of things to consider. Like, you know, we're from Texas. Houston had the second pick. Um, there was, you know, whispers that uh, maybe Troy likes Jalen Green. And I was just like, we don't have to. <laughs> you know, you can we can maybe maneuver this thing a little bit. And he was like, no, nah, man, I want to go first. I want to always be the number one guy in my class. And so he understands the, the stuff that comes with that. Of course people are going to have super high expectations for him. That's, that's the bed that he made, you know. 
Stay up to date all year on the Detroit Pistons by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Pistons on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Saints will be fine on offense. Dalvin Kamara misses time. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who you think is going to hit the first home run. MVP odds pretty lopsided right now. Shohei Otani, far and away the favorite to win the AL MVP. He is, this is wild, minus 750. Corey Seager is the next closest with odds at 17 to 1. In the NL, it's Ronald Acuna ahead of everyone with his odds to win at minus 330. Mookie Betts, the next closest at 6 to 1. You can also combine multiple prop bets in a single game for a bigger payout with FanDuel's same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alvin Kamara's legal situation has concluded, but the NFL is set to do its own investigation and could still hand out punishment to the Saints running back. Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson believe the Saints offense will not miss a beat without Kamara. If Alvin Kamara misses time in 2023, the New Orleans Saints should not, should not have a problem moving the ball. And if they do, it's on them. They spent time this offseason and invested heavily in their running back room, bringing in last year's rushing touchdowns leader in Jamal Williams, and then going out there and drafting in the third round an incredibly talented, very young running back in Kendra Miller out of TCU, who himself rushed for 17 touchdowns last year, as well as 1,399 yards with the national champion runner-up, TCU Hornfrogs. Now, can he translate the success of the collegiate game into the run game, into the NFL game? The New Orleans Saints have been very confident about that. When I spoke to uh, Joel Thomas, the New Orleans Saints running back coach during OTAs, one of the things that he told me was that they're very confident in Kendra Miller. They like the way that he moves. They like his vision. They like his ability to get north and south very quickly. They like his breakaway speed. And they believe that he can be an impact in the passing game. So there is no doubt in my mind that the New Orleans Saints should be able to continue to move the ball, even without Alvin Kamara in the lineup for two, four, six, eight games in 2023, whatever it ends up being based upon whatever the NFL does. If this were a few years ago and Sean Payton were still the coach and Drew Brees were still the quarterback and Michael Thomas was catching for 1,500 yards in seasons, I would say, fine. No Camara for a couple games. The offense will be fine. But Sean Payton is in Denver. And Michael Thomas is, well, he's still in New Orleans, but he hasn't played football in two years. And Drew Brees is doing Amazon broadcasts. 
And it's Derek Carr who's acclimating to a new situation, a new offense, a new everything. And no one is a bigger fan of Jamal Williams than I am. But he's not Alvin Kamara. I, I don't think that's a controversial take. So this is a team that has to reincorporate some pieces. Michael Thomas fitting in with Chris Olave. If Michael Thomas can play football again. A new quarterback in a new situation, a new circumstance, new receivers, new everything. And now you're taking the one constant over the last few years. The best player on offense over the last few years in a lot of ways, or at least the engine of the offense. Someone who could affect the run game, affect the passing game, affect everything you do. Be the engine. That guy's going to miss games, and it's not Sean Payton, it's not Drew Brees. I have a lot of questions about how that's going to go, even with the understanding that Kamara has not been the same player over the last few seasons. I'm not convinced. And finally, in 2022, the Los Angeles Angels selected pitcher Ben Joyce out of Tennessee. This year, they took Ben's twin brother, Zach, in the 14th round. Aside from being united with his twin brother, this is a bit of catharsis for Zach Joyce, as he had Tommy John surgery in January 2020 and also stepped away from the game because of clinical depression and anxiety. He returned this season with the Volunteers and now will get to play alongside his brother in the Angels organization. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who entered the second half of the Major League Baseball season as World Series favorites? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.